Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose Feliciano with Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, Jose explains that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. He draws from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Gentlemen, how are you today? Fantastic. Thank you. We're d- great. Thank you. All right. I have both of you on the line here. Guys, I know that you wanted to talk about pr- protection, really. I mean, this is this is what this is all about. Uh, we're going to do two podcasts. The first one is really about protection for families, and then the, the second one is going to be about protection for business. So I'm curious, what made you bring up this topic for these two podcasts? Well, you know, when, when people come and see us, whether it's retirement planning or, or a sale of a business or an inheritance, whatever the issue may be, one of the things that we typically find when we have the conversation about the big picture in life and what we want to accomplish and what we want out of life is it tends to circle around to, I just want to make sure my family's taken care of as mm-hmm. well. When people say that, of course, that means different things to different people, but Usually when you talk about those issues, it's I want to make sure that college is taken care of, debt is taken care of, emergency reserves are taken care of, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that they're able to maintain a certain standard of living or a certain lifestyle that requires money or income or cash flow to continue. Um, So that's in a self-completing plan or making sure that we're taking care of those issues, it becomes a very important topic that we have to drill down and really define and put uh, some parameters around to make sure that we've got enough resources and assets to take care of. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that speaking of retirement, people are shooting for certain numbers. And and Jose, you've spoken about it many times, depending on what you want to do in retirement. uh, Maybe you want to be really charitable. Maybe you want to travel. Maybe you want to really, really help your family. Everybody's going to have different goals in retirement, but none of those goals are going to come true if somebody loses a spouse and they don't have protection in place. So I know that that's a big part of the overall conversation, not the only piece of it, but that's a, a big part of it. Why is insurance so important for a family? I know we're going to talk about business on the next podcast, but for a family specifically, kind of give us the overview of why it's so important. You know, I could just only share an experience that I had and both my parents are deaf mutes and when I was 21, I just left college, and of course, I had big dreams and goals, and I wanted to, I had got a lot of confidence to, to move into, in, in my career, and at the same time, you know, I had to take care of my little brother and little sister, and, and was concerned about my mom and dad, and mm-hmm. I had a lot more responsibilities than, than, than the norm, so what was important to me, you know, I've got this whole uh, career of, of accumulating wealth, but what if I don't make it, and if I don't make it, what do I want to have happen? Did I want my little everybody to go to college? Of course. Did I want to make sure that my parents were taken care of and how much income that they would need and mm-hmm. the things that were important to me? And you know, at a very early age, I made sure that I was insured with just term policy. And but I wanted to make sure that that people were taken care of, and that gave me the peace of mind. I mean, it wasn't really about the premium; it was more of a, I know where I'm heading, and and if I don't make it, what do I want to have happen? And and making sure things are structured in a way that that really where I was able to sleep at night. So everybody's different. I bring that up and I bring my story up because I was in more of a, a different situation where I was a guardian of little brother and little sister. But then I had uh, kind of these days, we there's a lot of people in the sand, sandwich generation mm-hmm. that they're having to take care of their kids and their parents. 
there's never two plans that are alike, but I think that all of us want to accumulate and go and live the lifestyle that we work towards and, and the goals that we want to set for ourselves. But to have a self-completing plan, to know that things are in place, the whether I'm here or not, uh, that just what gave me the peace of mind. And what we find when we work with families, there are things that are important to them, whether they're here or not. Sounds to me like you were the original sandwich generation in your in your situation. You inherit, you just inherit and deal with the cards that are dealt. But but everybody that we find yeah. has has people that are important to them for yeah, sure. Absolutely, and Jeff, I know that you mentioned a few different things. It sounds like that you when you speak with your clients, you have different specific areas um, that you want to cover when it comes to protection. We understand that uh, different things are important to different people based on the things that are important to them. It's our job to help them see the things that they see, put some parameters around it, try to drill down a little bit deeper so that we can set some tangible financial goals and Mm -hmm. objectives in order to achieve, but also talk about the issues and things that we don't see that just through experience and other situations that a lot of times people haven't thought of. And I think Jose said it uh, pretty well a while ago when he said, just kind of thinking through what do we want to have happen is everything set up that way? Mm-hmm. And where does the money come from? You know, at the end of the day, it's very common that it's not necessarily the money as much as it is just the impact that money has and what role it plays on the things that we want to accomplish that are important to us. So what areas are people looking at when it comes to protection? Typically, we try to walk through when we're talking about just a family, not not in a business setting, because mm-hmm. that's a whole other set of protection issues and things to think through, whether it's succession planning, income replacement, key man, buy-sell agreements. There's, a, there's kind of a variety of things on the business side. But on the, but on the personal side, making sure that uh, a few things are taken care of. So one, final expenses. Mm-hmm. Number two is taking care of debt. Three is providing for college education or funds for college education for kids or grandkids important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can factor that in. Uh, four, we call it a transition period. Just, all right, if something were to happen to me, how much would my wife Marcy need in order to pay the bills and be comfortable? So that way she doesn't have to make a decision for six months or a year. Mm-hmm. Just no decision. Let's cover expenses just for the transition. And then we get to a point to where I right, new normal What's the plan? Let's set some goals going forward from there to think through. And then number five, which most people don't think through, which is all right, how much income, if something happened, if there was emergency reserves were taken care of, completely debt-free, college was a non-issue, we had enough of a cushion for a transition period, well, how much income, if any, would he or she need in order to pay bills and maintain standard of living and for how long. Mm-hmm. But those are really the five areas to really think through. And it's not really the insurance. It's just more of what the needs are. And then we go and say, all right, now, where does the money come from? Mm-hmm. Maybe we have savings. Maybe we have business assets. Maybe we have income from rental properties and pension plans. Maybe we have plenty of resources. Maybe we don't. But if we don't, then how do we provide the money when we need it the most, that's when we look at insurance and how those solutions may fit and accomplish the things that we have to take care of. Yeah. You've both mentioned that each person's different, each family's different, their goals, their hopes, dreams are different, but there, there is a common thread of wanting to take care of 
their family, people around them. Jose, you mentioned, you know, when you were younger, you had a simple term policy. I know there's multiple types of insurance. So can we dive into that a little bit and kind of give me kind of a, paint me a picture of what insurance works best at what time of life with what kind of family situation, if you can. I mean, I know it's difficult, but can we talk about that a little bit? Everybody's in different situations, like we said earlier. When you're younger, term insurance is, is a great avenue. But then as you as we work with retirees or we work with people that are accumulating wealth in their retirement plans, sometimes they've already uh, maxed out on their 401k and and or their IRA or their Ross or whatever the case may be. And they're looking for vehicles that could be tax advantage vehicles. So there are some tax issues or tax planning that you could do within life insurance policies mm-hmm. because either, you're either going to live or die. And if you do make it, you want to accumulate wealth in the most tax efficient way. And if you don't make it, you want to make sure your family's taken care of with the insurance proceeds. So there is what they call whole life. Whole life is basically money's invested in kind of like bonds inside a life insurance policy. You have universal life and that's kind of also into bonds, but it, it designed in a different way. And then also what they call a variable universal life where you can invest in mutual funds inside your life insurance policies. But it's all different depending on the, what the situation is of, of different families and what's the right vehicle. It just depends on what their assets are and what they're trying to accomplish. So there's never one plan that, that fits everybody. Of course, we run into people that want to be that's very charitable, very charitable inclined, and they want to take care of their colleges or, or the things that are really important to them. So we kind of find out what's important to individuals and then design plans that make that a reality. Hey, let me let me add to that. I think one of the mistakes uh, that most people make is sometimes they focus too much on what type of life insurance do I get, meaning uh, whole life, universal life, index life, variable life, term. But I think the the most important thing is how much do we need? What is the asset? What do we need in order to accomplish the income that's needed, the expenses that's needed first? Mm-hmm. Once that number is determined, then we look at, all right, does term make more sense? Is part of this a permanent need or is part of this a temporary need until the kids are grown up and gone? Those the things that just details to think through drive more of the decision making that's involved in what type of insurance fits the best. So it's very common that people may need a larger term insurance policy for a number of years than they do some type of permanent plan for the long run. But I think that if most people can just kind of think through those questions, determine how much they need first, we can look at the various insurance structures and figure out what's best. Okay, so let's walk through somebody's typical situation. A couple comes in, they've got some a mix of kids. Some are still at home, some are in that college age range maybe out of the house, maybe living on their own. I don't know, but kind of a mix of kids. Cause I know that most of the clients you work with are, are what in their fifties, somewhere in there, it's kind of your ideal client range. Um, what does it look like to put a plan together? Which, what are you covering with them? What questions are you asking? I would say what we found too, with different families, you've got a lot of uh, people that are married that have been previously married before and have kids through another marriage. Mm-hmm. So things can get pretty complicated. There's there's a lot of uh, couples that do want to take care of their kids uh, from other marriages and and how to set up that structure is is very important. But I would say that if you were to say, you know, somebody with the age of 50 to 60, they got people going through college maybe at the time, 
And then, of course, they've got grandkids they're thinking about, and they want to provide that structure. Or maybe through their life experiences, they want to make sure that their kids are taking action at an earlier age since they went through 50 years of life. The typical thing that, that we tend to ask and look for is, is going back to really the basics. Uh, what do we want to have happen? If something were to happen to you, do we need to address debt, income replacement, college cost, transition money, so forth, to determine what what the need is? Mm-hmm. We take out or subtract uh, resources that we have, income, rental properties, assets, 401k, savings, investments, those type of things. And to determine, all right, is there a need? Is there a gap? And then what is the best way to fulfill the gap? Most of the time when you look, uh, term is kind of your first avenue uh, because you can get a lot more death benefit for a lot less premium mm-hmm. with term insurance than you can any kind of permanent plans. Typically, we look at covering the need first and for how long. And if we've got that covered, then there's a variety of other things that has to go in order. Well, let me give you an example. If someone's 45, 50, they're still saving for retirement, they're still saving, putting money aside for kids. You know, maybe we look at term, then we make sure that uh, emergency reserves are taken care of, 529s are funded and on track, retirement plans are funded and on track, Roth IRAs, if available, are funding and on track. And in the situations to where all these things are taken care of and funded and we still have extra money and we want to provide maybe more of a permanent death benefit, some money Mm -hmm. that stays in the family into the future, then we may look at permanent insurance policies, whether it's index life or variable life or whatever the case may be, assuming all those other things are taken care of first. Got it. All right. And I would I would add one thing to that is that now the next healthcare crisis is long term care. So mm. as you get older, you start to think about you know I'm saving for retirement. Then what happens if we need some type of nursing home, home health care, adult living facility or home health care, you know, how am I going to pay for it? And now these these new life insurance policies now, because insurance costs have really gone down because we're living longer. But now because we're living longer, long-term care becomes more of an issue. So now these life insurance policies pay for long-term care benefits. So that's that's just an area that we need to consider and look at mm-hmm. in addition to the big picture. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's something that a lot of people are facing. And I don't know what the average length of, of life is anymore, but I know that I, I've heard some staggering numbers from assisted living and long-term care facilities, uh, just unbelievable numbers. And I don't want anybody to have to go through that to where it's going to break break their bank and they're not going to be able to, to give to their grandkids or great-grandkids, as it were. And I would add one thing there is that people, it's not really about the long-term care. It's, it's people just want to maintain their independence. They just mm-hmm. don't want to be a burden to anybody. And they just want to have that sense of freedom and choices. I think that's really what it boils down to is having all the choices that you want to have so you can decide what's best for you and your family. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me ask you this. I, I've, I've had a little bit of experience with this, unfortunately. We've, I've seen some families that young people got too much money way too early, and it can be pretty detrimental. So when you're speaking with families that, that have wealth that they want to pass on, how do you help them protect that next generation, the second or third generation when it comes to money? Maybe my, you know, my, my grandkids are in their late teen years or even early 20s. I know I didn't make the best decisions with money back then, and I certainly wouldn't want to all of a sudden just pass away and have my grandchild get a check for half a million dollars and then say, hey, have fun. How do you protect them? 
You know, that's a great question, and it's a big concern. If you look at this younger generation, we tend to not sacrifice the decisions we make today and what impact do they have on us 10, 15, 20 years from now. We tend to, this generation doesn't think that way. You know, everything's now. Mm-hmm. You can have any any songs playing in 30 seconds, any movies yeah. playing in a minute or two. So thinking through, if something does happen to me, do I really want to give my child or grandchild half a million dollars, like you said, or do I prefer to maybe put some structure to it? Uh, how do I spread it out over 5, 10, 15, 20 years for them? How do I protect it to make sure that if they got a divorce, that it stays in the bloodline? How do I make sure that if something happens to my son or daughter, that it doesn't go to the spouse, that it goes to the grandkids and stays in the bloodline? So a lot of times it's what's the need? How do we address it? And then all right, how do I put a few steps of structure to it to spread it out? Mm-hmm. Any insurance policies, just like annuities, they do predetermined death benefit elections where you can kind of spread it out over time. But most of the time, what we prefer is just add an extra paragraph inside the will or trust uh, just to make sure that all right, if, if, if these proceeds are to go to kids or grandkids, just extra language in there that maybe those assets are left in trust instead of outright with provisions in there that they can use the money for health, education, maintenance, and support, which is pretty broad. Uh-huh. But they can't receive any corpus or principal until they're 21, 25, 30, 35, 40, you know, depending on what the size of the estate looks like. So we see that quite often, and it's a very important discussion, whether it's kids or grandkids, especially with any sizable wealth. Going back to what we talked about on the prior podcast, that article that I read that, you know, said that over 70% of inheritances are spent in the first 18 months. Sometimes we just have to protect our kids from themselves. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. And just for those that are wondering, the first-hand experience, we actually had a young man that we were helping, we had helped to take care of for a time uh, because he needed some extra help. And later on, his grandmother passed away when he was not living with us and basically gave him, he ended up with a check for around $150,000. And it took one party and one boat to wipe that out. It was within 30 days. And the boat was around $120,000 and he didn't get insurance on it. And he sunk it two days after he got it. $150,000 gone in less than 30 days. I just can't imagine. I hate to say, luckily the grandma had passed, so she didn't have to see that happen. But can you imagine watching your grandchild just absolutely blow a tremendous opportunity like that and for nothing, you know, and, and, and to have it, that would be just heartbreaking to me. So I love the discussion about trusts. Cause I know that there's a whole bunch of different types of trusts. I know there's so many different ways to set it up and that is definitely its own podcast. Can we do a podcast on trust in the future? Absolutely. You bet. You bet. I mean, you get divorces, you got creditors and you can have those trusts are so important how it's structured uh, to make sure you make, allow that money to last as long as it can. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up great points. So say, say those again. You, you said divorces and creditors and what else? Yeah, you want you want to set the stru- structure to where people want to keep their family money down their bloodline and, and to, just to know that everything that you worked for going to uh, uh, somebody else other than your family and down mm-hmm. your bloodline, like Jeff had talked about purse derpies and with the, with the wealth staying in the bloodline, you have to set up that structure is just 
You were just talking about the the boat situation with that kid. It mm-hmm. just reminds me quickly that seventy six percent of all NFL players are bankrupt two years out of football, Jeez. and it's all about the cash flow and making that money last the longest. And they just think about today and not really putting structure in it, thinking about tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and that's tough. That is a tough situation. Uh, let me let me ask you this: When it comes to, I know that again, I'm going to mention something that's probably going to be its an, its own podcast or part of the maybe some estate planning, but if somebody doesn't have an estate plan or, or a goodwill, things can end up in probate, right? That's the, the the terminology for it. And that's public, correct? We get a lot of questions around, do I do a will or do I do a living trust? What's the difference? At the end of the day, if structured correctly, they both can accomplish fairly the same thing. I think the biggest difference between the wills and trusts or a will has to go through probate, which means it's public record. Yeah. Whereas a trust, if assets are titled correctly, can avoid probate and it can keep everything private. Yeah, I, I think that in and of itself is is another level of protection. You know what this series is about. I, I think that that's so important. I wouldn't want my family to go through that to have everything public and have the state involved or the, the government involved in any way, shape, or form. In in this way, um, I just think that that's it's hard enough. You know, going through a, a loss of a loved one without having to have everything displayed out there. That's why it's so important to call time out, really think it through, and then mm-hmm. what we do is we draw the roadmaps out and what do we want to have happen, and then we get the attorney to come in and do the legal work that needs to be done. It's really just important to to call time out, really think it through. And especially in today's age, we have we have previous marriages, we got uh, stepkids. We just got so many dynamic situations that, that uh, just call in time out to really um, decide what to do. Uh, to me, action is, no action is action. So mm-hmm. take action. Yeah, I agree. Guys, this is a great podcast. A lot of good information. I think it brought up more questions for me than it did answers, honestly, because of how complex this stuff can be. And I think the audience is probably going to be in the same boat as I am. Do you have any closing thoughts for today's podcast? And then, of course, I'm going to ask you for some contact information if people want to follow up with the questions that they have regarding what they heard today. If I can just encourage people to call time out. Planning is one of those things that life is just busy, busy raising kids, working in your careers. I mean, there's all kinds of activities in life that just, we feel like we never have time mm-hmm. to address the things that are most important and, and things won't ever happen. But at the end of the day, I can just encourage people to call time out, meet with someone, think through the things that are important to you, what you want to accomplish, uh, take a good, hard look at where you are today and make sure you've got a game plan to bridge the gap between the two and address these things that critically important that could last generational Um, If you can just do it right and think Mm -hmm. it through and create a plan for it. And I would add that I had a friend of mine ask me, you know, why do I need you guys if I could just Google it? And really the answer to his question was in his question. The the real issue is knowing the questions to ask. And I think that sometimes they, they, it could seem simple, but there's just so many other ideas or, or things that you can do or structure that you can set that you may not be aware of. And I think that visiting with somebody that has the expertise and the experience to to really add value to your life. Absolutely. Guys, again, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Hey, thank you. It was a pleasure. You bet. And of course, last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose.
Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 